0: Syndrome. it is mothering sunday here in the republic of ireland and in the united kingdom and what better way to celebrate and pop it over to your mam's and stick it on this week's CSP so she can get caught up on all the guffs and all the wrestling news as we approach Wrestlemania. I am one of your hosts, Barry Murphy. Joined as always by my ever-dependable calls. First of all, Mr. Joe Towner. Hello there, Barry. Good evening. And also, Mr. Paul Griffin. What's up, everyone?
1: Happy Mother's Day.
0: Happy Mother's Day to all the mammies listening and to all the mammies of the listeners as well. Mm. Oh yeah. Um uh, I hope I hope you've you've treated them well, lads and ladies listening to this. Well, except in other uh,
1: countries it's not Mother's Day. It's only in hours like.
0: Yeah, I guess, yeah. But the time most people hear this as well, it'll be over. But um
1: When's Mother's Day in
0: America? In May. Yeah, May. Yeah. Weirdos. Mm uh so anyway we've got a, a heck of a show coming up for you folks we've got all kinds of features we're 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 quickly approaching wrestlemania we've got all kinds of stuff to chit chat about movie golf and all that other jazz uh let's uh let's jump straight in there with the old life golf i've had a, i've had a quiet one lads i don't know about yourselves uh who's been up to what this week Ooh.
2: um not loads of stuff um went out yesterday so it was actually quite a nice uh weekend weather wise don't know what it was like over there but uh, quite very warm and sunny yesterday. It was like what was the weather like? 68 Fahrenheit. Don't remember what that is in Celsius. But um, yeah, so we decided: should we just spend the whole Saturday sitting on the couch, or should we actually go out? And then we actually went out. So that was good. Uh, went to big shopping centre in East London, um, Westfield, uh, to do a bit of Mother's Day shopping. What I forgot was though that. Uh, So this this shopping center is right next to the uh, 2012 Olympic Park uh, and the the London Stadium, which is where West Ham uh, now play their home games. Uh, So we arrived at the shopping center about three o'clock, two hours ahead of the West Ham game kicking off. So it was a little bit busy, even busier than your shopping centers would be on a Saturday before Mother's Day. Um, But it it was fine. It was fine. There was a lot of people, but it was fine. Uh, we got, got the gifts and stuff. Um, had a nice massive donut from Donut Time. We do some delicious donuts. No uh, if they want to sponsor the podcast, please get in touch. Uh, plug plug your donuts. Um, and then we came home versus, uh, via the Emirates Cable Car, which is a cable car that runs over the Thames. Oh. Uh, it goes about, I think about 150 feet in the air, 150, 200 feet in the air at its highest point. Um, so you get quite a nice view of the... How come I've never favorite? seen
1: this on the East Ag- Enders intro? Um,
2: it's probably on there.
1: I've never even heard of this. But I'm looking it, it up and it. It, it looks terrifying.
2: Oh, it is, yeah. Um, I don't think the thing, it's because it's a cable car. It's not particularly sturdy. So I've been up it before when it was a little bit windy and it does rock around quite a bit. Oh, oh, oh,
1: oh, 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 oh. man.
2: Um, and when you're up about like, nearly 200 feet in the air, it's pretty spooky. Because
1: right.
2: you kind of think, what happens if it just sort of detaches from the cable and just plummets? That'd be scary, wouldn't you'd it?
1: Be, you'd be killed. Most for, about,
2: for about three seconds, and then you'd be dead. So, yeah. I guess, not, not really you want to worry about. whatever,
0: what in three seconds it would be. Wow. <laughs> Woo, a rush, baby. You'd be, um, like, you'd be like them kids in that first Spider-Man movie.
2: I don't remember that one.
0: Uh, the goblin drops the kids in the cable car and makes Spider-Man choose between saving them or saving Mary Jane but he saves both because he's
2: a hero ooh what a rotter yeah
0: Um,
1: that does happen I remember that
2: yeah so uh, that was good and then Mother's Day today just pop around the old um, grandparents and just eat food Uh, bread pizza hot cross buns chocolates
0: carbs baby
2: It was mainly
1: cops,
0: I'll be honest. Uh yeah. That was good.
1: What about you Paul? Oh well my we had Mother's Day obviously as well. Um in our family we have a situation not unlike, you know, when you have kids whose birthday is very close to Christmas. My mother's birthday is in the middle of March. So she get March and Mother's Day. So we use all our brain power on gifts <sighs> on gifts for the birthday and then we go, Oh Mother's Day <laughs> So we went shopping uh, yesterday got a few bits and pieces and uh, yeah we were we were over uh, their the house watched the footy there that was good uh, gave a present she happy with them card and that all good then we come back here um, I have put together a little because mo- uh, it's, it's a special day uh, little list my top five mothers in wrestling oh Number five, Maurice. Yes, very good. With the little Ms. Baby and a second on the way. So congrats to them.
0: Congrats to them. Beautiful uh, family.
1: Number four, we've gone Judy Bagwell.
0: <laughs> nice. The the only mother on our list to be contested in a match. <laughs>
1: Well, I'm, I'm, you, know, you don't know what else is on the list, though, Barry. So you might be oh, wrong.
0: Uh. I, I think she's the only one ever. I, I think I'll stick to. I'm safe on that one. Okay. Uh,
1: <laughs> number three, uh, we've got Mama Benjamin. oh uh, uh, yes. Albeit not a canonical mother, but nevertheless,
0: she asked how is she, how is she right. not a canonical mother?
1: Well, well I don't know Maybe she has kids. I don't think she really shouts, Mama.
0: But that's not what canon means.
1: Oh, you're right. The opposite, oh, the then.
0: opposite
1: yeah. <laughs> the she is one. the
2: canon, mother. She's a real mother. <laughs> <laughs> not a chemical mother! <laughs>
1: uh, coming in at number two only... Uh, Linda McMahon. Uh, not her... Only failure to... Of the week. She leave leaving the old government as well. Uh, and beaten to the number one spot by... Wrestling's not only number one mother, but number one fan. It's Atta Johnson, the Rocks' mum, who is.
0: Aww.
1: Goes to more shows than that Brock Lesnar guy and Frank the Clown combined. So congrats to her. Yes, I
0: going to say, she goes to more shows than I do. Jesus Christ, she's always done the fucking things.
1: <laughs> she shows up at OTT, doesn't she? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: I have an old chat with her. Oh, what are you making the gymnasties? Oh, I'm sick of Justy as well, I know. <laughs>
1: There you go. Happy Mother's Day to everyone.
0: Happy Mother's Day to all the wrestling mams.
1: Apart from that, it was a very quite <coughs> quiet week. Excuse the cough. I've still got a wee bit of a cough. Um, You're joking. No, no. Unfortunately. I wish I was very. Um, <laughs> no, apart from that, just work and uh, watching a lot of telly this week. Not a lot of video games. Video games took the back seat this week. Telly. Telly in yeah. movies. Um and not a lot of us.
0: Not a lot of us. Uh yeah, it's been a bit a, a quiet week for us all, I reckon. Uh since it has been a busy telly week for you, do you want to jump into telly? Will we kick off with the telly golf? Go for it. Uh, okay, well, I um, I watched a bit of telly this week. I got a special delivery uh, from the old Amazon.com. I think this is the first time Ooh. I've bought a, an actual box set, a physical box set, in God knows how long. I got uh, the complete series of Banshee on Blu-ray, which is a show a number of my friends have recommended to me. It was a uh, show... No, not Showtime. What's the other one? HBO. HBO Cinemax uh, thing in the States for four seasons. Um, sort of... Um, Like, imagine, um, like a Game of Thrones level sort of sex violence, uh, uh, shock value program, but with absolutely zero of the pretension and, you know, like, um, uh, you know, notions basically. And that's, you, you kind of have, a a, uh, an inkling as to what Banshee is like. It's basically, um, about this, uh, this convict who gets out of uh, jail, uh, and, uh, on, on his uh his travels, he basically uh, comes across a soon to be appointed sheriff of a town in in Pennsylvania State. The sheriff is is murdered before he can be appointed, and so he the the central character steals his identity. Um, just because, basically, just because he's uh, he's uh, on the run from a mob boss, so he, he needed a new identity anyway. So he assumes the role of, of sheriff of this uh, town full of uh, extremely weird and bizarre characters. And it's really, really good. I'm really enjoying it. I've burned I've through the, uh, the first season already. Um, it's 10 episodes, 10 one-hour episodes. Um, and it's just a real, real easy watch Um uh, just uh, no filler as well just you know 10 episode seasons it's just uh all action uh, uh, uh and it's uh, really really great it's uh, uh lots of twists lots of turns uh, uh great action and 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 um yeah i'm finding it really easy to binge so i'm about halfway through season two already so uh big thumbs up on that one if anyone was looking for a kind of uh a crime series uh, uh, to get into. I don't know if that's streaming anywhere. It's probably streaming on HBO service in the States. Um, I don't think it's streaming legitimately anywhere over here. Um, but yeah, thumbs up on that one. And that's about it. I've heard uh, really good I stuff got...
1: about it. Okay. Say what? I've heard really good things about it, though. I've never checked it out myself.
0: It's it's weird because it's like I, the people I know who've watched it love it. But I, I don't think it was any kind of massive smash hit when it was on air i i because i really only i think the first time i heard about it was from my roommate like about a year ago right. and he was watching it post post conclusion as well um but it is it is great and it's kind of on on the surface it seems like a really dumb show because it is it's a lot of really shameless like titillation it's Ooh. just it's you know you yeah, quite literal titillation lads i'm not I'm, you know i'm not trying to recommend you any blue movies but there are some boobies um, uh, in fact, I think when he was telling my roommate was telling me about this, he was like, "Right, I'm not telling you it's the best show ever, but you're you're guaranteed at least one pair of titties in an episode and, and one person getting like their eyes gouged out in a in a barroom brawl." Um, there was a there was a, a fight scene halfway through the first season that that I I said uh, made the, the the Viper versus the Mountain look like Saturday Morning Slam. <laughs> um it was so ludicrous. And it's a really it's a very cliche ridden show. You know, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend checking it out if you're looking for any anyone kind of trying to reinvent the wheel in the in the, in the crime genre. But God, there's just something very, very visceral about it and I'm enjoying the hell out of it. And I can't remember it's been a while since I've properly binged a show like this. Like I you know, I got it like I got the box set like four days ago. I'm already halfway through season two. Um so yeah, uh uh definitely definitely worth a look. And I think the box set was Fifty pounds, I think, on Amazon, which is not bad for for four seasons, and um, and I watched some of the special features on season one as well. And actually, pretty good. So, um, so yeah, big thumbs up on that so far. I'll probably have it finished by by next week's show. Um, so yeah, that's been my telly watching this week. Um, yeah, I don't think I watched anything else on the old uh, streaming services or anything. So yeah, that's that.
1: Okie dokie. Um, well, I've been watching a show that I've you know I've put over on here. Many a time, but I I just finished their second season, so I've watched every episode that has been released up to now, and that's of Nirvana the band, the show. Yes, um, a Canadian comedy in the, uh, you know, of the ilk of your your G's of the world, but obviously in a much more kind of wacky sense. Um, half kind of scripted, half real world, candid camera style comedy. Um. I I I love it. I th- I think I mean at more or less everyone I know who has seen it will refer it to like as the best show that nobody watches. Mm. Um, I retweeted a, a tweet from Justin Roiland who you know voices Rick and Morty and
0: made Rick and Morty made,
1: made, made Rick and Morty and d- does a lot of that stuff and he he had very much the same sentiments as me. But, uh, fuck, that show is so good. It is so, so good. Um, I would recommend to anybody, especially if you can get your hands on the um, original web series. Like the, My introduction to it was obviously that um, We Shop update day video that kind of did the rounds yes. of WeShop Shop closed down. Uh, I then found on their, like, Nirvana the Band, Reddit, a, a Google Drive that had all the web series and season one and two, in fact. Uh, so I burned through all that. And uh I watched season one and two on the Channel Four, All Four On Demand app, because it's n unbleeped on there, which is makes it even better. Ooh, and uh, f- such a creative show. Um obviously I love all the fair use they get away with. There's a lot of references that directly use music and footage from TV shows and movies and games and it is so so good. So good. And there's only um Eight episodes per season. They're twenty minutes long, and uh, I would I, I would probably I, yeah I think I would have it in my top ten shows I've ever watched probably. Wow. Yeah, it's so so good, so funny. But not not only is it is funny, but it's so creative and so clever. Ah, oh, it's brilliant. It is brilliant, and not not enough people watch it, which is a damn shame. But uh, I'm happy that I was finally convinced because my my. Uh, brother watched it, you know, when it aired, like, last year. He's been on that bandwagon for a long time, and I was kind of, yeah, you know. Like, I always thought, thought the Update Day video was very funny, but I never kind of felt the need to actually watch it. But I'm glad I finally did, because, um, yeah, it's one of my favorites. It's really, really great. And they're making Season 3 now, apparently, so I cannot wait for that to come out. Even though Viceland uh, is obviously shutting down, so I don't know where it's going to air. But um, Is it? Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: oh. I did not.
1: I did not know that. Yeah, uh, or at least whatever branch they were on, um, come to an end.
0: Yeah, um, they Viceland just this week showed a trailer for a pro wrestling uh, series they're doing. Hmm.
1: Um, oh, I thought about needed... that. Yeah, no, it's the the Canadian version of Viceland, Excuse me, that's what's shown. There. Oh, that's why. That's why they can because they're a Canadian show. Um, oh, yeah, I heard about these, the the six part wrestling documentary. That sounds very interesting as so. well.
0: Yeah, I hope it's good. It'd be a shame if it was, um, you know, schlock. But uh, yeah, yeah, I might, I might check out uh, Nirvana the band in the show since it's on that 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 All Four service. Yeah, um, and dig, dig out the the web series as well uh, if I like it. Yeah, I, I do like I do like that that We Shop Update video. It is very good. Um, I mean, the humor is very much of of that. You know, it's it's very yeah. wacky, very out there. Yeah. Yeah, there's is, this is some gems on that on that service, especially since they partnered up with Adult Swim. You know what I've never watched, and, and I've, I've heard people compare it to Nirvana, uh, the band, the show. Mm. Either of you ever watched Tim and Eric? I've never watched it. No,
1: but that's definitely more of a sketch show is my understanding, right?
0: yeah 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 that's 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 the case but it does uh from my my general understanding just from hearing people talk about it and the bits and pieces i've seen over the years mm. it seems like it might be my kind of vibe i might check that out that's on there as well yeah uh, yeah all these things you miss out on that's they're, they're going on for years and years and everyone says oh watch it <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. There's i still, mean that's happened to
1: me ten. a lot i feel that i finally watched something to go what was i waiting for <laughs> been going on. Well, I, already,
0: I already started watching like Game of Thrones like two years ago. You know, so, yeah. you know, you put the you put these things off. But uh, yeah, Is any other telly, Paul?
1: Uh, No, that's it. I, I mean, I watched you... I watched a not very good episode of the Grand Tour, but nothing else. You well, we don't hear about that. Not, they talked about some cars I couldn't give a shit about. <coughs> it. it wasn't one of those episodes yeah. where they go in a mad race, right? And it was just, oh, she... here's a Lancia or something. Oh, mate, yeah. Don't Care about that, just do, do a race across Africa or something. That's all I don't care about. Ah, yeah, what about yourself, Joe? Joe?
2: um, yeah, mainly back on the Game of Thrones, uh, finished off season five, which is probably by far the most boring season.
1: <laughs> I would uh, agree um,
2: <laughs> with, um, oh, god, I can't even remember what happens now, Aria. Oh, yeah. It, uh, the House of Black and White. You've got all the Sand Snake stuff. Sansa marrying uh, Ramsey Bowen and all that. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Interminable shite. Um, <laughs> I think it, it, it picks up. With, oh, and God, and Danny and Marine as well, with the Sons of the Harpy. Oh,
1: Jesus Christ. What
2: so a shite! Um, shite. <laughs> on to season six and seven now. But it starts to pick up a bit. So that's
1: yeah. When does the new season start?
2: Uh, Fourth. 15th, is it, I think? All right, so you've, two, weeks, you've two, weeks two weeks to late. catch up. Where where are you now? Yeah, I just got 17 episodes left.
1: Okay, that's doable. One a day. Oh, you're good, sir. yeah, you're going to have it done for sure. Yeah, that shouldn't be a
2: problem. Um, Yeah, I've been watching that mainly. Also, finished off a couple of absolutely wonderful shows. That, well, one of which had their final episode uh, this week. That was Broad City. Um, oh, oh, yeah. I finished off the last few episodes of that. Really, really good show, really consistently funny, and right till till the end, the final episode. Uh, So it was really good, and a really kind of nice send-off for them. Um, And also Workaholics, which actually, I think, finished a couple of years ago, but I've only just gotten around to... I only kind of discovered it, I guess, last year, so um, finished that off as well and watched what turned out to be the final episode of that as well, so... Both really, really good. The, the seventh scene in Workaholics is really funny. I think it has some of the best episodes in it. That's some of my favorite episodes. So that's really, really good as well. Um, yeah. So I'd say those two definitely in my top five sitcoms of the decade. Wow. You, that's it. You've heard it here first. <sniffs> the towny stamp. Um, yeah. So really good. Shame they're finished, but I will enjoy rewatching both of them uh, forever.
0: Yeah, I I um I haven't watched any of this last season of Broad City. I'm glad to hear you say uh, that it, it remained consistently funny. Um, might have to do a little catch up on that at some point. Although no time pressure now because there's not going to be any new ones.
2: Nah, you know you're not, not going to get behind. So
0: yeah, um okay. I think I think it's on that. N- so hard to keep track of what's on what services these days because mm. they're they're getting they're getting quite numerous. Um. Because I, um, I was thinking actually in preparation for Game of Thrones, I might get that now TV, which is the Sky Netflix thing. Yes, yes. Um, I, I was going to get that in preparation for Game of Thrones, and I think Broad City is on there as well, so that might be worth the money. And True Detective, which I either of you, you Paul, you watched True Detective three? Did you? No, one two. No, did it, anyone watch it on on here? I can't remember. Yeah. No. Oh, okay. I heard it was good. Um, so yeah, I, I might do a little catch up with that and Broad City in in the coming weeks, but. Um, Yeah, is that all our telly for the week? I think so. Uh, Why don't we jump into the movies? Who saw some motion pictures this week?
1: Uh, Well, I saw a couple. Uh, One of which I've seen before. One of which I hadn't. Um, So, I watched a little movie called My Neighbor Totoro, which is a very famous Japanese animated film. Probably even you two have heard of it. With that big big rabbit bloke in it. Um so Natty had never seen that. Mm. Um so we sat down and we watched my lovely Blu-ray copy of that. Uh which look all great and and even though it's from like fuck like 1986 or something, it's so well animated and so great looking. It's really, really fantastic. Uh it's a movie I like a lot. It's very simple, it's very short. Um, but uh I think everything kind of lands in it the relationship of the little like sisters in it perfect perfectly written i think it's probably my favorite representation of children uh in any movie it's like nailed on even like the smaller of the girls like repeating everything the first girl says and wanting to kind of follow around and it's just kind of nailed on the subtleties are all like perfect uh totoro i would say obviously being the star of the show he's not really into that much uh but when he is like all the moments are very iconic and very memorable and uh yeah i think i went uh, an eight i think every time i see it, i'm kind of you know I, I don't think it's one of the best of those ghibli movies but it's it's certainly very good uh so watch that again that was very good and then i watched uh castle in the sky which was the the first ghibli movie of them all uh oh so, watch that same director as Spirit Away and Totoro, Hayao Miyazaki. Um, I think I thought it was even better than uh, Totoro. Oh, better. Yeah, it was, it was right around the same level. Maybe an 8, an eight out of 10. Um, it's a, a very kind of um, 80s style fancy movie, like an animated version of something like A, a Willow or okay. something of that ilk, you know? Uh, about yeah. about uh, Laputa, which is uh, taken from Gulliver's Travels, which is a flowing island. And it's about this, uh, you know, the government are trying to find this island, and there's this girl who mysteriously appears one day from the sky, uh, linked to the island, I would assume. And uh, this little boy meets her, and they go on an adventure to find the island. It's, it's great. Again, super well-animated and a lot of uh Miyazaki's films have these this kind of surrealist art style with um you know there's like little uh airplanes that are kind of designed to be to be reminiscent of like insects more so than mechanical they have like little wings and stuff and i like that in his movie Spirited Away has a lot of that as well and i thought it was great so two for two uh that's all the movies i watched this week uh, i have a f- however gone through my letterboxd and i was just looking through my various lists you know i have like best to worst uh ghibli best to worst uh chris nolan wes anderson marvel movies x-men movies spider-man and the only list that i i came across that i haven't watched kind of all the movies that are encompassed within the list was best to worst pixar uh so i am gonna watch for next week Cars two and Cars three—the only ones that I never bothered right. to watch, just for completionist sake. Yeah, because all the other lists I've seen, I've seen all the movies. You know, that, that's the only list I have where I'm like, well, I actually haven't seen all the movies, so it's it's an incomplete list. You know.
0: Yeah, I've, I haven't seen those two either.
1: I've actually heard that Cars three isn't that bad.
0: Yeah, that one—that one got some decent word of mouth.
1: I'm ready for Cars two to be uh, a stinker, though. So we'll see.
0: Well, yeah, yeah. That's that seems. Well, you never know. You never know. You might. You might be surprised. Maybe. Uh, I mean, I hated Cars 1. Oh, really? I haven't, I haven't, seen, I haven't even seen that. That's, so
1: I, I really, really disliked it. So we'll see how it was. But anyway, speaking of Disney movies, Barry, what are you see this week?
0: Yes, I saw this week, I saw a little movie called Dumbo, which is the latest in the uh, Disney's trend of, of live-action remake. Uh, of the god what year was that original 40, 41 is it
1: uh, I think it is 41 actually that's quite a good,
0: wow. quite a good call by you um, yeah so I watched it uh, it is really fucking boring um, <laughs> They here's the thing they made Dumbo again and that's it
1: it don't even have uh, a little uh, mouse in it though it doesn't what Dumbo's little mouse friend isn't in it, right? No. He's the no. best part no. of
0: it. This is a this is a serious movie, Paul. Um so here's the here's the thing. The CGI elephant looks cute and stuff. And so when it's sad, it's like a bit sad and you might feel a little twang at the heart, but that's a that is about it. Because everything other than that is so boring. It was Colin Farrell gives one of the most boring performances I've ever seen in a movie. <laughs> the most boring performance I've seen since Ben Affleck in Justice League, which I described at the time as a Randy Orton house show effort. <laughs> um, just read, just Ben Affleck, just reading the lines and just just getting every scene over with. It was so painful, and this is this is again, you know, uh, you know. Colin Farrell completely be boring. Uh, Danny DeVito's in it and he's like amusing, but he's just, he's just being Danny DeVito. He's just being, you can, you know exactly what that Danny DeVito performance is without, without watching one second of the film. Mm. Um, I couldn't believe this. Michael Keaton, so boring as he's a, he's a wacky eccentric villain and he's but he's not nearly wacky enough. So it's, he, so he doesn't jump off the page anyway. He doesn't have any, any, you know, funny moments. He's just, he feels like a very just kind of, um, bland villain the one positive thing about his performance in the film was that because of his makeup and the outfit and the hair they gave him I think he could play Vince McMahon in a mo- in a movie about Vince's life um, I think if either of you two see this film I think that might be your 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 one takeaway from it because it's actually a uh, kind of uncanny at one point but yeah it's extremely boring uh, the two child actors always feel like an arsehole when this comes up but god they're shit they are shit <laughs> they are so bad um like, and, and the writing is terrible. The, the little girl, um, she's the, you know, I don't want to be in a circus. I want to be a scientist. You know, that's nice. But they've given her all. I think that that's, that might be verbatim, be verbatim a line from the film. Like she's so, all her dialogues on the nose and she delivers it terribly. It's just, oh, God. And um, it's, I mean, if, if this doesn't sound like just a nightmare aesthetically, it's you know modern Disney with its overabundance of CGI and modern Tim Burton, so the whole film's like fucking ugly as well, and and just you know bright lights against like really oversaturated kind of uh, lots of contrast and shadows. And uh, second half of the film feels like it's entirely done against the green screen. I don't think it, I don't think it is, but it's just overabundance of that stuff. The whole it's it's very uncanny value for more or less the entire second half of the film. Uh, yeah, big thumbs down on Dumbo. Um,
1: it's a shame because it's the the reunion of Tim Burton, Michael Keaton, and Danny DeVito from Batman Returns, which is an excellent mm. film.
0: Of course, but the thing is, it's like I I'm, I'm sure there's probably one or two good ones from from after. God, like was, has there been a, a Tim Burton film post Batman Returns that you really loved? Uh, no,
1: <laughs> I don't think so. I mean,
0: like especially and when and when you when you. When you get more specific, like the later and later you go, like I can't remember the last one I watched that I enjoyed at all. Um
1: the last Tim Burton film.
0: Yeah. I mean as well as the aesthetics yeah. just doing nothing for me and I think this movie looks kinda ugly. It's also very like very flatly directed. There's no there's no you know there's no pizzazz to it, it's all very just it's just here's the story of Dumbo with a fuck ton of CGI on it. I mean that's just all the movie is. Um the only the only thing that uh, weirdly enough about this movie is that I finally saw the first proper full trailer for Aladdin all
1: before it right. started,
0: and I was like, "That actually looks alright. Maybe that one will be okay." Um, but uh, but yeah, so so I mean uh, that's Thumbs, weird. Down, thumbs for, down on the for own, you to
1: on. say that the director. I, I I would think the only reason to have Tim Burton do a Dumbo adaptation would be to kind of instill it with some of his kind of you know notable visual style and to hear that I mean a... it has
0: it, it has his visual style but okay. it's You know, I've I've never really been big on that stuff, especially especially when you think of modern Tim Burton and it's like you know Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and Alice, whatever the fuck the Alice movie was. Yeah, Um, it's like it's it's I don't know I don't want to go as far as say it's self parody like it's not that string, but it's like here is your Tim Burton style. You've got your characters with their you know kind of washed out faces and their outrageous outfits, and you know it's like it's just that kind of Burton template of style, and then the actual like you know. Just everything about the movie is just very boring. Um, Yeah, so I I wouldn't recommend that. Even if you are, I mean, if you're a big Disney head, maybe you might get something out of it, but I don't think so. Um, The other film I saw this week, uh, following on the discussion we had last week, I saw Us, Jordan Peele's Us, um, which I was pretty tepid on. Um, uh, I thought the parts of it that felt kind of like a, a, a kind of home invasion slasher thriller were really good and excellently made i think it's a very stylish movie i love the music now that's a movie with, with you know you know with some direction you know what i mean with, with, with uh, some really striking visuals because even though i was fairly tepid on it overall uh, there was a lot of scenes that stuck with me which is really good in the days after watching it yeah um but I think to your point last week when you talked about it, you know, maybe doing too much and and, and being perhaps overly ambitious. I, I think I kind of felt that way as well. I think a lot of the, the movie's broader ideas and and themes and and things pretty much just went over my head. I, I've read a lot of takes about it afterwards. I've I've chatted to a lot of friends who saw it and loved it. And I've, I found the theories about the, the real subtext of the film to be interesting, but not necessarily anything that makes me think, oh, well, I, I, I need to see it again and properly digest it. Like, eh, I don't really, I don't have the desire to see it again, unfortunately. Um, well, this was
1: my point last week. I think my, my want to see it again isn't so much, you know, to better understand it. It's just to, to watch it again, knowing where it goes and see if I enjoy it any more, or any less.
0: Yeah, I mean there were there were lines that I even without seeing it again. That when I was talking to people about what they made of it, there were lines of dialogue that I remember that was like, "Oh yeah, okay, yeah, I can I can see that stuff." And I think maybe I think I probably would enjoy it more on a repeat viewing. But yeah, I I just came out of it very kind of perplexed and not and not in a kind of a good way. Um, But yeah, but it's shit because I I I do think it's very well made. I like the cast is obviously tremendous. I mean Lupita and Yango like incredible. Performance, a um, pair of performances, even. Um, so yeah, so that, that that was a shame. I, I was pretty disappointed with that. Um, uh, also, um, I don't want to get you know too much into the nitty gritty details for spoiler reasons, obviously. But like literally during the first scene in the movie, I guessed the, the twist, and not only did I guess it, but they were kind of laying on the foreshadowing a bit thick, and so like within twenty minutes, I was. 100% certain that they were going to go and do the thing that they eventually did and then when it happened, it's just one of those... Is there anything worse than that? You know what I mean? When a when whole film is building to a, 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 a swerve, you guess it super early and it's just... It feels like a, it's just a lead balloon. When I, it would have I mean, to my
1: problem up, with, the, with the swerve, again, not spoiling spoil anything, is that it... it not only is what well, is it kind of predictable, I think more so for you than me, I didn't catch on to it right away, but before it was revealed I, I certainly had but I also think that it just doesn't add anything to the movie and it kind of is illogical and dumb but yeah
0: anyway yeah it's it's, it's unfortunate I mean it's, uh, I watched this movie though and I did think to myself I was like well you know what? I think Jordan Peele will probably make a really good Twilight Zone series which is his next big project so
1: um, well I mean he, he's just a producer of that though isn't he I'm not sure how involved in that he is and he's the host of it of
0: course Aren't they? are they billing it as Jordan Peele's The Twilight Zone?
1: Uh, yeah. Or am I, did, yeah.
0: I, did I imagine that? I think they
1: are. Yeah. Eh. Yeah. You're well. The Twilight uh, Zone. I, 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 Jordan Peele will host the show. The uh, oh. executive producer Jordan Peele.
0: Hmm. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So us, you know, I think I think it's going to be your mileage will, will vary for sure on that one. Um. But uh, it's been very successful, so he's certainly a a money maker. That's for sure. Uh, yeah, for sure.
1: That's no, funny because, like, like you say, God, I think all the all, technically it's very good. Like the performances are great, um, the sound is great, cinematography is great. It's just a bit. It's just a mess. Like I said last week, it's just a bit of a mess. And so many ideas in it don't
0: really stick to landing. No, uh, that's my uh, that's my movies for the week. Watch good, Joe?
2: Uh, nothing new, but rewatched watched uh, Frost Nixon. The uh, Michael Sheen film about the Nixon interviews. Uh, yeah, good. Still still good. Thumbs up. I've never watched, watched Frost anything. Nixon. Why have you not watched it? Uh, I've,
1: I've, I've seen Elvis Nixon.
2: Well, that's rubbish. What was it? Stop watching bad ones. much like, Michael Shannon in it.
1: No, I really like that was Nixon.
2: But Frost Nixon, good. Oh, what with Kevin Spacey? Oh, well. mm. You like (laughs) it.
0: (laughs) Ah,
1: Paul cancelled. Interesting. Interesting. Okay, hang on. Let me just see who's in Frost Nixon. Any diddlers?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Any diddlers? I mean, look, the chances are good. It's Hollywood, you know, so. Mm.
1: I don't don't see anyone here Uh, that comes to mind, although, you know. If 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 it turned out Toby Jones was, I probably wouldn't be surprised. Don't
0: no, <laughs> but, don't make any guesses for the
1: love of God, God That is that is very disrespectful and libelous of me to say me that, that. So I take that back. there's only a little joke we were doing in that. Although you know, if you, if you saw, no, no, not me,
0: it's just you doing that.
1: A little funny head in of that. Isn't it? So. Anyway, all right,
0: uh, we can move on to uh, whatever we got next. Then, yeah.
1: yeah. Well, tell us about Tetris, Barry, because that's the only video game any of us played.
0: Oh, well, I talked about it last week. Tetris 99. Good, isn't it? Good game. Good.
1: <laughs> it is good.
0: That's all I got. <laughs> I, mean, I, haven't played, I haven't played anything else. Um, uh, Tetris 99 is just so easy to just pick up and play. I was going to say, it's a perfect podcast game, but I feel like it's more a case of podcasts and things I do while I'm playing Tetris rather than the other way around. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no other no other games uh, at the moment. I haven't even finished Hong Kong Massacre, which I talked about last week, because it's kind of dull. So um, yeah, nothing nothing else. I don't think I'm gonna uh, probably not gonna jump into anything else until Mortal Kombat, which is out in two weeks, and I'm Ooh. very very excited for.
1: Yeah, I'm. Um, I don't know what it was this week because obviously I'm still playing Undertale and I'm enjoying it. But just this week with I what I I watched the entire season two of Nirvana the Band, like the eight episodes. Which I typically wouldn't do in a week, uh, so the Switch just kind of sat in the back, unplayed for the time being. But I'm sure Sorry. I'm sure I'll play a little bit of it. Go, you know, finish that Undertale, and uh, see what see what else on the horizon. I don't think there's anything major for me that I'm too interested in playing. Like in terms of new releases, I know Yoshi's Crafted World came out, and I do quite enjoy those Yoshi games. Um, did you see any of that PlayStation State of Play? Direct no, and I, heard I,
0: I heard I didn't miss much, so...
1: No, not really. Um,
0: it my... was like, for, for them to, to debut their, essentially their Nintendo Switch, uh, Nintendo direct, direct rip-off yeah. concept, they didn't come out with a barn burner, did they?
1: No, Um, I'm trying to think, what was even on it that I kind of
0: went, Like, boom, it's boom. like VR stuff, like, I have a VR headset and like, I don't care about any of that, you know, <laughs> Iron Man and shit like that, and eh.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, the Iron Man thing was notice, notable in terms of it being Iron Man. They had Five Night at Freddy's VR as well. Oh, um, but like, uh, like, Days Gone, I don't give a shit about. Um, no, it
0: does. that 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 game has pretty much been like a a, a whipping boy since it got announced. It's like Sony Bend went to ground for fucking fifteen years and completely missed the memo on everyone being over zombies. Um. That's, it's, I, I kind of feel bad because it's like it's it's been in development for fucking ever um, and I've just I've never heard anyone say a positive thing about it and there was a there was a preview event there like two weeks ago and again people in terms of people actually getting hands on with it again there was pretty much nothing positive coming out so no, yeah there that, was, there was one a,
1: game on positive. it which was called Observation which I thought looked interesting it looked a little bit like Tacoma but a bit more tense because I wasn't that hot on Tacoma to be honest no. but uh Apart from that, yeah, a bit of a dud, but anyway, yeah, it's all a bit quiet on the video games front for the time being, isn't it? And I, Jeez. I don't know what why, but this last couple of months, I've definitely veered. Um, excuse me, I got to sneeze. Uh, I've definitely veered kind of more towards the Switch than the PS4 for whatever reason. Um, so I'm, I'm much kind of more looking at that um, ecosystem. Yeah. So yeah.
0: That's uh yeah, that's the old uh, video games this week. What else, what do we want to do next, gents?
1: Well, I guess we're gonna to have to go to wrestling and go, aren't we? Have we anything else to do?
0: Uh, I have no emails. No uh, emails, uh, no quiz. No, no um, quiz this week.
1: Can we just point out that people were people are loving Dwayne Johnson's Busters? There was no negative feedback, people were fighting to have Dwayne Johnson Busters,
0: not to get rid of it. Was there any feedback at all, though, is the question.
1: Yeah, I saw a tweet about it.
0: <laughs> it, was <one. laughs> okay. it, it wasn't
1: from me. <laughs> okay. It was from my alt <laughs> account. I'll take your
0: I'll take your word on that. My secret
1: alt account. They just push the fucking bestlers.
0: alright. and we can jump into uh, the wrestling off there. And has there been any uh, news no. or any goings on?
2: Well, I've I mean... actually got a, a brand new feature.
1: Uh, oh. wait a minute
0: yeah that's right buddy
2: and it's it's a wrestling themed feature um so as long time fans of the show will know i was a big uh wcw fan back in the early 90s when i started watching wrestling uh didn't have sky couldn't watch wwf regularly but wcw used to be on itv on a saturday afternoon so i used to watch that uh, and of course get the vhs tapes and uh, now that i've resubbed to the wwf network um i've decided to do something which i've been wanting to do for a long time which is kind of do a rewind of all of those early nineties, uh, WCW pay-per-views. Um, so what I'm going to do is watch all the shows from 91 through to the end of 93. Oh, wow. Uh, luckily they don't, they weren't doing monthly pay-per-views then. So it's only, it's about 15 shows or something like that. So it's not too bad. Um, but I'm going to kick off. I'm going to do a little, just a quick brief review each week of a couple of the shows just to, just to give you some of my thoughts. Okay. Um, so starting off with uh, WrestleWar '91. So this is uh, February '91. Uh, this is actually the first pay per view that uh, WWE did after moving away from the NWA uh, kind of banner. So okay. uh, moving into their own organization. So kind of a, a good place to start. Um, interestingly enough, looking at Wikipedia, the dark match actually contains a young Eddie Guerrero. Uh, fortunately that's not on the, the network version, but I'm sure that was a, an interesting match. Um, first match here is a, a six-man tag for the WCW Six-Man Tag Team Championship. Which the what? Despite, I know, despite being a big uh, WCW fan, I don't remember this title existing at all. And I think this was the only time it was actually defended on pay-per-view and it ceased to exist the year after. Um, but yeah, it features... Uh, Ricky Morton, Tommy Rich, and Junkyard Dog as defending champions uh, against three other blokes who no one would have ever heard of. <laughs> um, and despite containing uh, the Junkyard Dog, it's actually quite a fast-paced match and quite um, action-packed, um, which is true of a lot of these the, the matches I've been watching so far at WCW. You'd think maybe because it's slightly older that it might be a bit slower or lots yeah. of rest holes and that kind of thing. But actually, all the matches are very kind of quick, like, sort of six to ten minutes long and quite sort of fast paced as well so it's quite a quite a change um you've got jr and dusty Rhodes on commentary and dusty's commentary is absolutely mental as you'd expect <laughs> um fairly coherent at times um but it is at least kind of interesting and authentic uh contrasted with a lot of the commentary you get today which is just feels like people reciting kind of lines, or yeah, you know, promoting the next thing coming up. So I did, I did enjoy his commentary, even though it was completely mental. Um, yes, yeah, so the opening match is okay. Uh, second match was Bobby Eaton versus Brad Armstrong. This is a bit of a weird one because uh, Brad comes out kind of wearing the he's got the US flag, the US tights, and everything. Uh, they talk about his brother currently fighting in the Gulf War. Uh, that would be, oh, wow. of course. The Road dog Jesse James, uh, if you didn't know who was serving in the Gulf War at that time, and this is his brother Brad Armstrong. Um, but then Bobby Eaton comes out and they pipe in these really weird and obviously fake Bobby chants as he comes out, um, <laughs> which is really, really, odd. So I have no idea who's supposed to be the healer. Maybe it was a face face match, um, I'm not sure. Um, nothing too notable about this, it was a decent match, but there's one really amazing spot where Brad Armstrong. Uh, they're doing like a test of strength and Bobby Eaton's kinda got of down on his knees and Brad Armstrong sort of climbs up on his, steps up on his knee, then steps up on his shoulders and kind of somersaults out over him uh, to get out of this test of strength, which is a spot that they should definitely steal and bring back uh, yeah. for NXT because that was awesome. Um, after this match, they cut to the crowd and show uh, the Great Muta in the crowd watching on, watching the action. Um, he's He doesn't wrestle on this card, but he's kind of there for an appearance. What's funny is he's actually not only wearing his full wrestling gear to sit in the crowd and watch, also got his full makeup on as well, <laughs> um, which is fantastic. I absolutely love wrestling. It's so stupid. Yeah. Um, up next, we get a Japanese women's tag team uh, match. Don't know if there's any of these women are notable because I don't know enough about Japanese women's wrestling, but I assume they're from New Japan or Japan or whatever. Um, I think what's always really funny when you see these kind of Japanese you get these random kind of Japanese tag matches on early 90s sort of WWF, WCW cards. And it's always really funny because they're always like 20 years ahead of their time. They're just doing moves that you wouldn't see, you don't see until like the 90s or the 2000s. But no, it's so far ahead of its time that no one really knows what's going on. They're just out there doing these hurricane hurricanranas and suplexes and power bombs that, that you wouldn't see for, for years and years. So it's always kind of weird. Um, I think it also makes... A bit of a, I mean, we know the women's revolution in WWE is, is kind of bullshit because there's always been great women's wrestling around the world. But the fact that you're looking back at a US pay per view from 30 years ago and seeing women having a match that's technically still better than most of the stuff we get in WWE now is makes it even more kind of laughable. Um, when WWE claims to be kind of having this revolution and pushing things forward, anyway, yeah. just a little point in there um you then get a couple of, i won't recap every match because a lot of them yeah. aren't particularly notable but we get uh a paul heyman or Lee dangerously segment where he comes out with el gigante uh who would like to be uh giant gonzalez mm.
1: uh
2: heyman does a massively racist promo coming out <laughs> wearing a s- sombrero and a bullfighter outfit
1: oh, dear.
2: um even though el gigante is from argentina he's not mexican so i'm not Really sure what he was getting Yeah, He just kept calling him like Latin, Latino, Latin American. Maybe
1: he was watching Fox News this week. That's how he got me.
2: Yeah. I think this was a couple of years before Fox News was um, invented, so uh, maybe he possibly. inspired them. Ooh. I don't It m- might have been what kicked it all off. Um. Anyway, yeah, so he ends up, I'm not even sure why he was doing it. He was just there taunting this eight foot tall man and eventually gets some whack for his trouble, as you'd expect, and then a really bad power bomb. Um, we then get Terry Taylor versus uh, the Z-Man, Tom Zank. Now, Terry Taylor, uh, also known as the Red Rooster, he was in the York Foundation, uh, which was a faction headed up by Alexandra York, a.k.a. Terry Runnels. Uh, and the gimmick, the gimmick here was that she, bearing in mind this is very early 90s and no one had ever seen a computer before, she kind of plays this businesswoman who has like a laptop and they are able to work out the perfect strategy for all their matches using the laptop. Uh, exactly. You know, when to take a break, what moves to use, all this kind of thing. That was the whole gimmick, which, um, is absolutely a fantastic gimmick. And I think would almost work better today with like algorithms and everything. Like if you had a, and the use of kind of like data and analytics in sport, if you had a wrestler who used like, uh, you know, opto stats to, to win his matches and things, I think that would actually be quite a, a funny gimmick. Um, Terry Taylor's nickname is the computerized man of the nineteen nineties. <laughs> um, which which I'm now gonna put on all my business cards because well, that's that just oods class, I think. Um Save a match, that's decent. We've then got Big Van Vader versus Stan Hansen, which oh, is wow. real battle of the the hosses. Um Hansen comes out kind of wearing a Stone Cold-esque black leather waistcoat with his with silver initials on and skulls all over it. So I don't know if that's where Steve kind of got the idea of his look later on, but he looked very kind of Stone Cold-esque. Um, so those two lads ended up battling to a double disqualification. Um, after that, I had a Lex Luger, Dan Spivey match was pretty good. And then really the only kind of notable match that I would recommend watching on the card, which is the main event which was the War Games 91 match. Um, so one team, we got the Four Horsemen with Ric Flair, Barry Winden, Sid Vicious and Larry Zabisco mm-hmm. up against Sting's team of uh, Sting, Brian Pillman and the Steiner brothers. This is absolutely fantastic. War Games is, I mean, I say War Games is brilliant. Really, there are only two good War Games, 91 <laughs> and 92. Um, but th- those two matches are both really, really fantastic. So if you've never seen them, they're, they're a kind of a must watch and this was really good. Um, they did, the finish is botched a little bit. Um, but overall still, still a fantastic match. So I'd give a big, big thumbs up to that. Uh, and overall, this show wasn't, wasn't too bad. Like I said, the matches were all quite fast paced and you don't get any kind of 20 minute long matches with people doing long rest tolls. It's it's all quite, you know, uh, fast paced. So it's so pretty good, um, and then the second show I watched was Super brawl one. Um, so this was, although Starcade had been like the big kind of WrestleMania, esque show for, for NWA WCW Super Bowl. I think was their attempt to, to introduce like a Super Bowl of wrestling. So this was the, the first one of those. Um, what's quite noticeable is that although they've now moved into the WCW era, you've still got a very kind of Southern wrestling um, tinge to the product. So in terms of like the gimmicks uh, and the announcers as well, you've got like JR and Dusty Rhodes and uh, Tony Schiavone on there, that kind of thing. Um there's loads of squash matches on these shows as well, is what is what I've noticed. We've got thirteen matches on this card. Um when I was a kid watching the videotapes, um, they'd be edited down to two hours from three hours. Um so you'd only get about seven or so matches versus like twelve or thirteen on the um on the the full pay per view, which is on the network. Um, so I think a lot of my kind of nostalgia and memories of this show are based on the fact that I was watching the heavily edited two hour versions, which are actually quite really watchable, really sort of enjoyable shows. Uh, and I'd kind of compare it to watching like NXT um, nowadays versus the WWE shows where it's like five hours of crap versus just two hours of the best matches, mm-hmm. the best, the biggest stars, that kind of thing. Um, yeah, so watching these full pay-per-views was, was quite a different experience uh basically ruined my childhood <laughs> Um we get the debut of johnny b bad who um says the immortal words i'm so pretty i should have been born a little girl which is uh, <laughs> quite an interesting promo line um we get terry taylor back again in another match and dusty and jr talk about him kind of using the computer again and and how he keeps kind of <laughs> It keeps kind of getting heat by sort of leaving the ring to check on what the laptop's saying. I, I don't know if like Alexandra York is kind of put inputting data as the match goes on and he's coming out to check it, but it was quite an effective way of getting heat. The crowd, crowd weren't happy with it. Um, we've got big Josh who it would be better known as Matt, Matt Vaughn, who played the first drink. Um, so he's doing this kind of lumberjack gimmick, uh, gimmick, and he actually comes out with two live grizzly bears, um, <laughs> which... One hand is really cool because they're like bears, but also kind of sad because they're on leashes (laughs) at a a wrestling show. And that's absolutely uh, horrible. Um, Up next, we've got one of the most kind of notable pieces of wrestle crap in the history of wrestling, which was uh, Kevin Nash making his uh, mainstream debut as Oz, the uh, Wizard of Oz inspired character. Um, So, what happened in this is that. Turner Entertainment, who, Ted Turner's company, they own the rights of the Wizard of Oz. They wanted to kind of make use of the gimmick in the wrestling show. So Kevin Nash comes out. I'm not even sure, really sure what he's supposed to be because he's not hes not the wizard. He just is Oz. So he comes out with uh, Dorothy, the Tin Man, the Cowardly Lion, the Scarecrow, uh, and, a, and a wizard who's got like a flying monkey on his shoulder. I, the crowd don't really know what to make of it because it's this seven-foot-tall guy with like gray hair and this green costume and all these guys it, it's mentor. uh so he has like a, a one minute long squash match um the only thing that's good about it is his finishing move which is um it's like a spinning slam so he kind of gets them up and sp- spins this jobber literally around like two or three times in the air uh, before landing on the mat so that was pretty cool but otherwise yeah this is a bizarre attempt to to get someone over on their debut um then got a stretcher match between El Gijante El and Sid Vicious um, following on from an angle at the previous show. Um, I started to think at the first that maybe um, the Giant wasn't as bad as everyone makes out, but then he starts selling and yes, it is actually that bad. Um, so for the first few minutes, then he gets on offense and it's actually even worse. Um, so yeah, this, <laughs> this match lasts about well, 2 minutes, 13 seconds is the time for this match, and it felt a lot longer. Really, really bad. As bad as you'd imagine the, the Sid, Giant Gonzalez match would be anyway. Um, then get a uh, Thunder Doom cage match, which is uh, Butch Reed and Ron Simmons, who were formerly the tag team known as Doom. Uh, they split up on the previous show after losing the tag titles, and they had a match here, which was shite. Yeah. Uh, for the recap of it. Uh, we then get the only really good match on this card and this is actually one of my favorite tag matches ever uh it's the steiner brothers versus lex luger and sting it is absolutely fantastic just just non-stop action from from start to finish and i think it really to me kind of shows what can be great about tag matches is that because you've got four guys in there they can just be so much faster and action-packed because obviously they're only they're each only working a quarter of the match, right? So they don't need to slow it down and have wrestles and everything. They can just kind of go full pelt. Um, but I, for whatever reason, I feel like a lot of tag matches still to this day, you see just a wrestled like singles matches, um, rather than having that kind of unique sort of pace or action. But anyway, this is an awesome match. Um, and from this card, I would recommend this one. Definitely. Anyone should get, yeah. it. oh, it's not a particularly long match. Um, so if you do want to throw that up on the network, check that one out.
0: I think the Steiners are another one that you mentioned about how uh, when you watch certain people, like a lot of the Japanese wrestlers in WCW from the nineties, I think the Steiners are another one. They were they were a bit ahead of their time, but certainly in terms of the all actionness of their matches, like they really went balls out um, in a way that you would almost kind of associate with modern wrestling.
2: Yeah, very kind of strong style, throwing people on their heads, sort of thing, and lots of, lots of suplexes and that kind of thing. Definitely like they would fit in today with, with the tag teams that you see now, 100%. Um, we then got a so Bobby Eaton on Anderson match, which was, was pretty good. And then the main event, which was uh, Ric Flair versus Tatsumi Fujinami. Um, so. Th- this wasn't actually about... I read some reviews of this online. A lot of people were quite down on it. But this was actually, I thought, kind of decent match. Uh, I think the problem with... So this is like a kind of super match. So Fujinami is the was New Japan uh, kind of you know, main guy in New Japan. and Flair's the main WCW guy. And the problem with these kind of inter-promotional uh, matches is that you never have a, a clear winner because no one wants to lose face and have their guy lose. So you always end up with some bullshit finish where yeah the guy can kind of save face and say oh it was the referee it was this it was that so yeah that was the kind of problem with it um yeah but overall again if you took out the kind of best five or six matches from this card it would actually be brilliant but then again you look through it and you see like gonzalez versus sid and you see Oz match, and you see the big josh match and there's other stuff and it's it ends up being incredibly long and and pretty shit um, but yeah, again, if, if you've not seen the, the Steiner Brothers versus Sting and Luger match, definitely check that out. It's a fantastic tag match. Uh, and that's my two reviews for this week. So I'll um, be back next week with uh, the next two WCW pay-per-views. Uh, I can confirm that it does get far worse uh, <laughs> for the rest of 91. This was probably the high point. Um, as this is the kind of Jim Hurd era uh, from the We've Heard Enough uh, signed fame. So yeah, this is where things really start to go downhill for WCW. Um, yeah, that's it.
1: Right, and now because the fans wanted hey, it, because the fans wanted it, we're going to do a little Dwayne Johnson busters. Ow! God! Right. God. Now I'll give you a clue, because to, to let this go by a little bit more quickly, these are <laughs> these are all people currently on the WWE main roster. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Make it a little bit easier for you, right? I don't think most of them are quite easy anyway, right? So, if you know it, shout out your name. Uh, we've explained the rules enough, we don't need to do that. All right? so number one. So, since it's Mother's Day, happy mother, Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Uh, my mother's mother plays guitar with James Hetfield and Lars Ulrich.
0: Grand Metallique. Very good, oh. Barry's got that one.
1: That is Grand Metallica. Was yeah, it well. for Barry? Uh, mm, kind of works. Uh, number two. That chap at the Barry Lad is a good friend of mine.
0: Um, Buddy Murphy. Two nil.
1: Barry, oh, fuck Barry is running away with this one here. At time and uh, number three I wish that the X Factor that show on TV I wish it was like 30 minutes longer it's too short the big show it's not the big show good guess though
0: oh shit <laughs> um
1: I wish it was longer I wish I don't get enough from it
0: oh I have no idea um
1: I'll give you the initial. The initial for that one is SS. I wish that the X factor was 30 minutes longer.
0: <laughs> God, I have no idea. SS. SS. Um I can't even think of anyone who has that fucking those initials. Um no idea.
2: I I think I know what it is, but I don't know the name of the wrestler. Can I just tell give you their surname?
1: If you can accurately describe them to me, I'll give you the point. Uh is it one of the Singh brothers? It is. I'll give you the point for now. <laughs> <laughs> One of them. That is uh, <laughs> that is Samir Singh. Oh yeah, I thought it was. Yeah. yeah. Want, oh god, yeah, that's yeah. rubbish. Want, that's I rubbish. Some, some more Singh. All right. Uh, number four. Uh, my boy, you surely are a demon from the very depths of hell. Who's that? Um. Yeah. My boy, well, Bobby Let. You're a demon. You're a demon from hell. It's not Bobby Lashley.
0: Yeah, it
1: Bob, is what I was thinking, you know. Mm, it's not that bad. It's better than that. Mm. Mm. Initials on that one are SD. Uh... SD. SD. And It's a female wrestler. Sonia Deville. Barry, that's correct. Very good. Sonia Devil. Sonya Devil. There you go. Uh and the final one er- final one is uh I'm making my boat go uh with an oar. What am I doing?
2: Eric Rowan. Rowan. He's just Rowan now,
1: isn't he? So that's, yeah. That's correct. Yeah. Rowan. <laughs> uh, so, final score for the, this week's Dwayne Johnson Busters. That's 3-2 to Barry. Good Lord.
0: Finally. You know it's a bad week when I'm winning. Jesus
1: Christ. Barry is this week's winner. Uh, and it is WrestleMania week.
0: It is. Who's that's else? why you get Dwayne Johnson is. Busters, folks. Because it's WrestleMania week and we love you.
1: Who's yeah, watching telly? In the lead off two.
2: Mm, well, I watched SmackDown.
0: Ooh, I am watching intermittently, but I did not watch anything this week. What the Joe? Give us the skinny. What's the skinny?
2: Oh, you watched SmackDown? Or did you watch? Clips? I
0: watched it. I watched the clips. Yeah. Okay. Wait, well, no, well. Wait, wait, wait. Is this the week? Wait, no, sure. No, I watched it last week when Charlotte won. I watched that. Oh,
2: yeah, that was this week, wasn't it?
0: Oh, I cannot keep track of time. Okay, I I did watch all of SmackDown. <laughs> Um, yes, Smackdown, I thought, was very good
2: this week. Oh, it was a pretty good show. Um, so it had, what, like a New Day new Day and Vince segment. Which um, was fine, but Vince, God. Jesus Christ. I'm not even conv- I think they may have, like, resurrected him using voodoo. <laughs> he's fucking... He's just it. out there, kind of. Pet, pet cemetery style. He's just got... God, he's an empty man. But anyway, this was fine. New Day Promo was good. Um, I thought Oscar Charlotte was really, really, really good. Yeah. A really good match. Um, and I liked,
0: the, I liked their WrestleMania match as well. I think I liked that a bit more, but this was another... They, they work yeah. well together, I think.
2: Yeah, they got good chemistry. I mean, as an Oscar fan, I'm kind of pissed she lost the title and won't have a proper match at WrestleMania. Yeah. Uh, but, I guess, you know, it is what it is. I, I've got enough I think matches.
0: I think I think the weird thing about this year's WrestleMania is I feel like there are weird little things you can complain about. Like Asuka, you know, having the run that she's had and Charlotte, they, them kind of throwing the title on her to give her a purpose. And there, there's those little issues, but I feel like very broadly, the directions are good for uh, for WrestleMania. Like over, overall, your, people are into that three-way. They're into the Kofi thing. You know, you can nitpick it about it would be another Vince is holding me back storyline that we've seen 20, you know, literally for 20 years, but, but you, at the same time, it's working and, and people are getting over. So, so yeah, and I think that was very much my, my thoughts on the, on the Charlotte match as well.
2: Yeah. Um, Kurt Angle versus AJ. So this was a, not really a match. It was a couple of minutes of Kurt trying not to kill himself. Yeah. uh, And then Randy Orton ran in. Um, I skipped the Miz and the Shane stuff. I'm just not particularly interested in that. And then uh, there was another Gauntlet match where uh, New Day had to beat a lot of tag teams to um, to get Kofi into the title match, which was fine. Um, I thought it was pretty. It told the story well enough.
1: I like when the yeah. Usos come out and said we forfeit. That was that was cool. But are
2: they are they heels? I don't know what's up with them.
1: Uh, I mean, they have history with the New Day, so it kind of made sense. Yeah. Okay. I just thought it was a cool moment. Like good nice pop for it as well. Yeah. Yeah. It was alright.
2: Um I think the only kind of thing I said, you know, I tweeted this about Barry during the week is that Daniel Bryan doesn't I I like the New Day and the Kofi side of this feud, but the Bryan side of it just doesn't really make a lot of sense. Um like he was never the establishment figure, he was he was in the Kofi Kingston kind of role, uh, yeah. you know, back when he broke through. And even now, he's playing the kind of anti corporate, you know, hippie kind of thing, mm. which doesn't really make sense for him to be aligned with Vince. But uh, you know, it, it's and not a massive del- problem. Yeah,
0: yeah. They're, they're they're milking it for for heel heat by like kind of playing him up as a as a hypocrite, which is fine, but it's still a bit of a it's a stretch. It is a stretch for yeah. sure. Um, I actually, you, you said you didn't, you didn't bother with it, which is fair enough because I can understand not caring. I I did watch the Shane Miz segment. I, I liked it. I think Shane's certainly better speaking as a heel. I'll say that much, um, which, which isn't, which isn't saying a whole lot, but, um, uh, you know, they've got, they've actually, you know, somehow after failing so many times, they've gotten Miz somewhat over as a, as a face, um, which is interesting, um, so I'm reasonably into that feud, um, you know, and it's on paper like like six months ago. If you told me that was the direction, I would roll my eyes so hard. But eh, you know, it's I think it's all right, you know. Um, uh, so yeah, I actually, you know, that's not that's not the most egregious thing on the card. I mean, uh, in in the, in the name of of cutting a few hours off the runtime, I'd be much more inclined to like get like Finn and Lashley off there because you know, you know, who could care about that. Um, but yeah, yeah Smackdown was, uh, was was good stuff this uh, week
1: yeah my favourite moment was when the Usos did forfeit and it cut backstage where Daniel Bryan was flipping out and yeah uh, and Eric Rowan with no emotion on his face whatever um, started tipping over tables very, tipping, like,
0: yeah, very slowly tipping everything very over. slowly
1: and functionally like he'd been told like right you're gonna start throwing shit around but he just like forgot to act angry and he just like did it very Procedurally, ah, mm-hmm. uh, that was very funny. Yeah, <laughs> it looked like he didn't understand why he was doing it. Oh man, Rowan. anyway.
0: Uh, yeah, any other, any other, uh, WWE TV? Uh,
1: I, wa- I watched the last three weeks of NXT in a row. I that.
0: started an NXT catch up and then got Rails, but uh. The first it. week of that Dusty Classic. Oh boy, that was a fucking banging hour of telly. I'll the tell first you that week
1: much. of that Dusty Classic was very good. Uh, I felt like the la- latter stage of the Dusty Classic kind of fell off a little bit. Uh, partially due to the fact that they they put the Forgotten Sons through it for some reason. So Forgotten Sons are yeah, like in uh, the final. They are not very good. Um,
0: <laughs> Steve Cutler, I, is it? And Steve Cutler and Wesley Blake.
1: Yeah. I mean, they're not bad in the sense of... You know, botching moves and being out of time or out of place. They're just very kind of of run-of-the-mill and they do their moves. They're not very exciting wrestlers.
2: I I think they were on Super Bowl one, actually.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So that kind of killed the momentum of. We didn't get like a a great finale um, to the tournament, of course, which was won by Rick Shea and... Alistair Black will now be against War Raiders at Takeover. That Takeover card, I think, is 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 a strong one, even if it doesn't quite have the marquee matches of previous yeah. ones. I think I think all those matches will still deliver. I think Velveteen Dream Riddle should be very good. Um, you know, Alistair Alistair Black and Ricochet are a good little team. I think they work well together, even though their personalities don't really go go together, but it kind of works. Yeah.
0: Stylistically it works Stylistically it works
1: I think they'll have a good match With War Raiders
0: Somewhat inexplicably Yeah Because it is a bit odd Isn't it Yeah um, you have the
1: Four way women's match Which should be
0: Which shall probably be great Very good
1: Uh, Gargano Adam Cole I have a feeling Would be a good match as well
0: And you have What's the other match the uh, there's yeah, there's one we're forgetting. Uh, Walter Pete Dunn. Oh, Walter Jesus, Pete yeah. Dunn, of
1: course. Yeah, that'd be quite good.
0: <laughs> you know, been a while since we've had a proper bag in Pete Dunn match. I'll say that. Well, I sure. don't know because I don't know
1: how they're quite how they're building Walter. I don't know what kind of Walter we're going to get
0: against Pete Dunn.
1: W- will it be your typical indie Walter match or will it be something else? I don't really know what to expect from that, but I expect it'll be good. <laughs>
0: On the TV that I've watched, which is not a whole lot, because NXT UK is very... Well, great. Walter's a baby um, face on it, which is the weirdest thing. He, I mean, he's kind of his Walter indie character, in that he's just this all-powerful, kind of terrifying character. And he's not, he's not explicitly a face, but they're not doing anything to make him the heel, either. It's... Right. Uh, yeah, it's it's it's. I mean, in terms of building him up, I think they have actually. He is very indie Walter on it, which is good. Okay. Uh, the the promo segment where they did the contract signing was very good, and he's not any kind of amazing talker, but he's one of the, he's just kind of functional enough that he just goes out there and he just says, "Look, I'm going to beat you. You can't stop me. Look at me and look at you." You know, it's it's pretty true to to what you'd want, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, yeah. So, and I I I would imagine he's winning. Um, because they just do nothing with Pete outside of this brand, you know what I mean, like he doesn't really right. show up at NXT that much anymore. Um, you know, I think I think they'll have Walter with it and and they'll there'll be a bit of spark to Pete done if he has Walter to chase, I think hmm. uh but yeah, that card I mean, yeah, that looks as you say you're 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 missing kind of the the like something like like a Bailey versus Sasha banks, where it's like this incredible story culminating.
1: Well, I mean, um, I think given the Ciampa injury, and I I really liked the five-way match they had, by the way, which Adam Cole won to get into the main event. Yeah. Um, I think that was the kind of anchor for the, the show was the, the final chapter, thankfully, for Gargano, Ciampa. And then that kind of got derailed. So they kind of had to move the chess pieces, so to speak. Um, But yeah, given the circumstance, I think it's, it's going to be a, a good show. And don't forget, it's on a Friday night, not Saturday night. This week,
0: yes, because so uh, there's ten million things going on, and so schedules are kind of tough to keep up. There are people getting at a dodge of other people, so Saturday night is Madison Square Garden. Is that correct? Ring yeah, of Honor.
1: Yeah, it's the Hall of Fame. Is Saturday night? Well, yes. yeah. who, oh, who gives a fuck about that? God, who's this year? Hang on.
0: I know this. I, I have no fucking idea. Holy shit. Uh, uh, Dx. Dx. Oh, <laughs> it,
1: it, fucking it, it, hell. It's Honky Tonk Man, Tori Wilson, Dx, Harlem Heat, The Heart Foundation, and Sue Aitchison. What a poor year that is. What a load of shit. Dx well, and Harlem Heat. Like, half of them are already in the Hall of Fame. Mm,
0: yeah. I'm Aitchison is at least an off. interesting one. Because she, she's apparently like one of the people who like spearheaded the, the Make-A-Wish stuff. So, like, that's all right, I guess. But, like... Oh, God, if you're going to Mania Weekend, can you imagine going to the Hall of Fame? Like, uh, this year in particular, fair enough, in years past, like, you know, the lineups were better and there were less options, but there's so much stuff happening. Um, you know, um, yeah, that, the, um... I don't watch much Ring of Honor, and I, I only... I, I'm actually, I did a bit of a New Japan catch-up there. That, that Madison Square Garden card looks great. Um... Uh, Kota Ibushi versus Tetsuya Naito, uh, Matt and Jane Ethel and Marty Skrull in a ladder match, uh, a bunch of other stuff. It looks it looks really good. So I'd try, I I I don't know if I'll watch that live because their their pay per view prices are kind of pricey, but uh, I would I'd certainly be picking it over the Hall of Fame. I can say that. Well, much.
1: are there any other indie shows this week that you're interested in checking out?
0: Uh. If I'm awake to watch them, I'll do the Spring Break shows. Mm-hmm. Woo! Spring Break. I think those are kind of hard to watch on VOD because I think it's kind of you can watch it live and it's this fucking wacky, stupid thing. But I don't. But it's not necessarily this kind of. Oh well, you know, if you want to see some four plus star matches, dig out the the Spring Break. I don't think it's that kind of thing. But um, I might watch those. Um, God, what else is there? It's pretty, pretty light, I think. Um, uh, the other GCW shows, the the Bloodsport thing, that card is mental. They have all kinds of all kinds of people involved in that. Um, uh, the Orange Cassidy game changer show, where he has like Chuck Taylor versus Trent Beretta in a one minute time limit match. <laughs> um, there's some match that's a uh, best. 7 out of 13 falls i think it is um he's got Nate Webb versus Martina in like a like session math martina in like a drinking contest or something like that one seems stupid in 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 the, with enough names involved that i i think i'll watch that oh by the way on the subject of the spring break show the the lead singer of Weezus is going to be in the clusterfuck this year um oh. so that's that's going to be good i i hope he gets the shit kicked out of him <laughs> um, not because he's an arsehole or anything but just because that would be the funniest outcome possible yes. um yeah so i'll probably it's yeah i think i would mainly just be watching the G, the game changer shows and uh wrestlemania and takeover
2: Very good. Sure. Same
1: here. well let's take a look at the card then for the biggest show of the week it's the wrestlemania one. 35 uh, 14 confirmed matches As per Wikipedia oh. We go through them And maybe get a prediction From each of us uh, Number 14 Women Battle Royal The former uh, Moolah Battle Royal Oh
0: yeah Remember that Wow
1: <laughs> Who do you think Is going to win that one?
0: I got it uh, I have absolutely no takes the... at all. I think they might, they might do a, an NXT girl like Bianca Belair or something.
1: Oh, I was thinking maybe Asuka, given that she had just lost the...
0: God, that's such a, that's have... such a fucking pity fucking... Well, yeah. <laughs> Here, Here's your battle royal victory. Oh, God. Poor Asuka. Uh, you have Daniel
1: Bryan against Kofi Kingston for the WWE title.
0: Mm. Uh, as joe alluded to uh i'm i'm kind of over the the brian character so i'm I'm saying fuck it put it on put it on kofi
1: i'd love them to i really would i think this is the kind of match that that vinyl will just win though and that'll be the end of the storyline
0: yeah i i think we're getting a lot of face victories on this show and they they never give you every single one um so I think, yeah, I think in reality, I think that's where they might.
1: But I'd love them to give Kofi a little tie run. Wouldn't that be so that
0: great? Wouldn't we all? Wouldn't ah. be all. Um, but you know, they might do. You never know, because I, I think <laughs> they could, I think the, um, not to get ahead of ourselves, but I think the Rollins match could also be one where where the face isn't necessarily winning, which I'm sure is going to make people extremely mad. But um, um, yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I, I I'm actually fascinated in that match. I think, and I think the the potential results are, are are super interesting and i will be um god i think even more than the women's match i think that might be the match i most truly invested in the result i think i think becky already having a title run has kind of hindered my interest in that one um because she's not being you know coronated she's just winning she's going for her umpteenth title basically you know when we get to that
1: um mm. We have Fatal 4-Way tag team match for the women's tag team titles. Uh, Bailey and Sasha Banks against Beth Phoenix and Natalia against the Iconics against Nia Jax and Tamina. Well, I mean, presumably sh- the, the champs are going re- to retain that one. Yeah, that match uh, sounds dreadful.
0: I was going to say there's a lot of shit in that match. That's... And I I don't know if that's kinda of harsh. I would much rather if it was just Banks and Bailey against the the legends. Well, the legend and Natalia.
2: Um, yeah. <laughs> well,
0: well. um like um the iconics, I mean we've railed on them a lot on this podcast, you know. It's just I just don't think they're that good. And I I think everyone can agree that, that Nia Jackson, especially Tamina, is not good. I mean, my god. Oh, how I realize they're they're like the biggest and kind of the most intimidating and kind of that's a good dynamic to have, but they they really need to be in this match. I mean, come on.
1: Um, we have Roman Reigns, Drew McIntyre. Don't care. Oh God! Oh, that'd be. I think that'd be a pretty good match. I mean, I think Roman Reigns is will obviously win it.
0: Yeah, of course. Um, and even even with all the fanfare of Reigns coming back, I'm sure he's gonna get a great reception. I think there's gonna be no heat for this match at all.
1: Yeah, um, possibly.
0: How I, I mean, how can you care about Drew? I mean I, I well, I don't want to say how, because they have they they are pushing him reasonably hard, I'll say that much. But uh, I don't know, he's very he's very dry to me.
1: Yeah. I love if they like had confetti come down after Robin Reigns win. Robin Reigns has conquered Cancer and now he's conquered Drew McIntyre as well. Oh god. <sighs> And that closes the show. Um, you uh, hinted at it earlier, Barry, but Bobby Lashley will defend the IC title against
0: Finn Balor. Now, the talking
1: about dry... The
0: oh, fucking God. judgment day mid-card match.
1: <laughs> it's so strange, because when, like, Bobby Lashley was brought in from TNA, he, I, quite... off the back of quite a good run, for all intents mm. and purposes. Yeah, I don't know. This just doesn't... Do for me, poor Finn Balor as well.
2: So. This is part of the the TNA versus WWE Supercard we've all been waiting for. Uh, yeah. Reigns versus McIntyre, Lashley versus Balor, Joe versus Mysterio, and AJ versus Orton. Orton.
0: Um, wow, just, that is a kind of a theme of the show. Wow,
1: Kurt Angle, Baron Corbin, and Kurt right. Angle, Baron Corbin, <laughs> finally. Um, I mean, Lashley just won the belt, didn't he? So I assume they they keep on him for the time being. Same for Joe against Mysterio. That would be a fun little uh, Styles clash. No pun intended. Joe against Mysterio, though. I think that would be good.
0: That would be good. Yeah, looking forward to that one.
1: Um, You have the habitually awful Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal.
0: (sighs) Oh, this was
2: hilarious when they. they just announced about thirty people on the website. A couple of right. days. They have two
1: blokes from Saturday Night Live who I've never heard of, and oh, no. uh, a load of Geronis heavy machinery in it. The ascension. for
2: Former WWE champion Jim Hall.
1: Yeah, remember him?
2: No. Uh,
0: I think the big angle from the, the the YouTube clip of Raw I watched was. Um, Broad is feuding. Talk about a fall from grace. Broad is feuding with the Saturday Night Live guys, and he was like, "Why don't you come in that battle royal and face me?" And they're going to do that, and so that's the big selling point of that.
1: You then have AJ Styles, Randy Orton.
0: Uh, could be good. Not a chance. The crowd cares because it's Randy Order maybe. Well, if,
1: if Randy decides he gives two shits, that could be a very good match.
0: And I'd say he probably will, but it's just. Ew. Uh,
1: Shane McMahon against The Miz in a Falls Count Anywhere match. <laughs> so I just thought of an amazing name title for that match.
2: Go on. The, the marker Powers explode.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I love it. I love it.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm going to have to tweet that one out.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Uh, Shagman The Miz, as we said.
0: Uh, yeah, I think we talked about it. I, I, yeah. yeah, it's going to be all right. And I think the, it's Falls Cat Anywhere. They'll, they'll do some bad shit, I'm sure.
1: Um, we then have the one match on the card, which might be even worse than the Oz match Joe was talking about earlier. Kurt Angle against Baron Corbin. I mean, surely, surely will be a bait and switch and we'll get like Kurt Angle Cena, Cena. yeah, you yeah. would think. Which makes it all the weirder. Uh, why not just if that's ultimately the direction? Why not just announce it as Kurt Angle gets John Cena?
0: Uh, they like to have surprises yes. usually. All right.
1: Um, do you think Kurt Angle might be Baron Corbin? Like they do the match, Kurt gets like a roll up on him in in a minute or something, and then they do. Just one yeah. more match. Yeah, it could uh, be. I, I, baby. I, yeah. I I can picture John Cena coming out and saying, look, that's not going to be your last match. You're going to wrestle me! Um, <laughs> Why is he Vince? <laughs> I've seen his hair recently. He's classic 98 McMahon. <laughs> um, and then we have another match which might be as bad as that Oz match. Triple H against Batista in a No House Bard match. Um, That um, uh, a, a storyline that started with what I thought was an excellent segment with uh, the Ric Flair attack. Mm. Then we had that horrible promo where Batista was saying, give me what I want. And then Triple H is making like parading it in the next segment. Uh, they just completely took all in three segments worth, they completely ruined, ruined the angle.
2: Yeah.
0: Anyway.
1: yeah, this would be bad.
0: I, I keep forgetting that fucking uh, uh, Batista is back because I yeah.
1: Because they botched, they botched it. And if Triple H loses, he must retire. Is the stipulation? Oh God. Uh,
0: I don't know. I feel like maybe they will, just because like it's it's obviously in ring retirement, which he basically is already. Um, I'd really prefer if they didn't beat Batista. I know it's ultimately meaningless, but. Triple H has never beaten him. I'd I'd prefer to keep it that way. I have no interest in Triple H getting every win back possible. Yeah. Um, But I I don't really care one way or the other. Uh,
1: I I think either way, I don't think Batista's going to wrestle again after this. I think this has been Batista's last match. But anyway, Mm. uh, you then have on the pre-show, singles match (laughs) for the Cruiserweight title, Buddy Murphy against Tony Nice.
0: Ugh, yes Tony niece is a a, a a weird one for this
1: Tony niece a name ripe for Dwayne Johnson busters um, that match would be good though <laughs> uh, that that would be one of the better matches on the show um, you have uh, Brock Lesnar Seth Rollins for the Universal Championship might be good might not be good
0: oh, shit, uh, shit be good I guess yeah, Rollins I kind of cooled off on a lot you know yeah I mean, Lesnar,
1: we know, the last two years. Well, his match will he done.
2: care? Will he care? Will this be another Ambrose It's funny match? because
1: at this stage, Joe, I don't know if the question of if he cares or, like, is he just how thrown? blown up does he get a minute into the match?
2: But that's never, that's sort stopped him from good matches in the past.
1: I think it, I think it impacts it more and more. I think it is now. Yeah. Mm, okay. Uh, sure, like, what age is Ezra now? He must be 40, at least.
2: He's he's one of the younger men on this card, though, to be fair.
1: That's true. Mm. Uh, and then your main event, Rhonda, Becky, Charlotte for the Raw Women's title. Uh, one would think Becky Lynch would win. Now, I think it's interesting that Charlotte Flair is in the match because I think a lot of people have their eye on, you know, Becky winning being the ultimate payoff. But I always kind of saw it as... Someone finally overcoming Rhonda, like beating Rhonda being the payoff. Hmm. But now that Charlotte's in there, I don't know whether like if Becky beats Charlotte, for example, does, is that really a satisfying conclusion to the whole the whole deal?
2: Yeah. That's what's that's what's made this whole angle tricky is by inserting Charlotte you don't get that Becky Rhonda dynamic. But there is also a Becky Charlotte dynamic.
1: Like I think Charlotte being there will think. ultimately benefit the match. I think it'll be a better match for it. But I was just wonder what way they're going to go for the finish. Um, and I think that will kind of partially, for me at least. I
2: think uh, I think Charlotte wins both titles. <laughs> Finishes by holding both titles up on the on the turnbuckle, hmm. unifying the women's titles. Um, I think this will be a really good match, though. Anyway really good match.
0: They I think yeah, I think it's all of their mindsets but especially Charlotte's to just go and in these big matches. Um I think they'll definitely they're going to like they're going to want to shoot for like the best fucking match ever. I think that's going to be their goal. I think they'll get it. Yeah. But um yeah, and like I said, the finish is interesting, you know who who be to, you know, um also there was those rumors about Ronda leaving. Um mm. Not permanently leaving, but taking time off after this. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty interested, um, and the crowd heat will probably be incredible because Becky is going to be the big, uh, the big, the big star. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Uh-huh. And of course, we're having also an Elias uh, concert. Do you reckon that's where we get our yearly Undertaker appearance?
0: So where was that? Did you mention?
1: Oh, it's just it's not on the list, but I, I, they have announced it. That there'd be an Elias concert.
0: Oh, yeah, I guess. God, that's depressing. Undertaker's just coming out doing that now.
1: Well, I noticed on his Instagram he's dyed the old beard again, so I'm I, I'm really guessing that he will be making an
0: appearance. <laughs> Did you
1: oh,
2: know?
0: I'm, I'm, I'm more distracted by his, like, <laughs> Remember Benghazi t-shirts and shit like that on his fucking Instagram. <laughs> Oh God! Put him in that Orton fucking AJ match. Make that a three way. That's his running this year.
1: <laughs> uh, I'll allow it, as, before, unless he starts doing like remember Crispin while the wrestler posts. I think. Yes!
0: Right. <laughs> well, they are, literally every active wrestler thinks that. I mean, they, they just don't say it publicly.
1: <laughs> um, so that's your card. Now, I've actually had a U-turn. Um the last week, I am going to stay up and watch it, even though I'm, going, oh, even though I'm so working on. the next day, I am going to stay watching. Sure, fuck you're it, fucking
2: a... working yourself into a shoe. that's what you're doing. I
1: know, I know, I know, I know, I I'm not a man of, uh, you know, any, any sort of uh, value or, you know. <laughs> my, my word is certainly not my bond. So I am going to stay up and watch it and then go to, go to work in the morning. Maybe I'll see if I can do like half day or something. I certainly won't be able to get the full day off because one of my, um, Colleagues has already taken the day off because of Wrestlemania so um, sure look we'll see Uh, so that's your card and uh, of course next week we'll reconvene to talk about TakeOver and Wrestlemania and any other shows that we might have caught up on throughout the week anything else we need to do before we pack up and get going
0: no no I think think we are all uh, good here yeah Oh, excuse me. So as uh, Paul says, we'll be back next week chatting all the uh, news and developments, any shows we've watched and things like that. Um, Yeah, I'll be watching live as well for my uh, sins. Um, And yeah, you can follow us all on Twitter at the at Paul Griffin CSP, at Griff Tannen for the uh, Mania Weekend takes as they happen. Um, So yeah, we'll be back next week, folks. Send us an email. Go to chairshoppodcast.com if you want to contribute. Um, and yeah we'll be back next week so until then it's goodbye from me Barry Murphy it's goodbye from uh, Joe Towder and it's goodbye Mr. Paul Griffin goodbye